0: Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong.
1: Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Joan Bennett, President and CEO of Bennett Group Strategic Communications, a $1.4 million company with a team of six public relations professionals. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Joan Bennett. Welcome to our show, Joan.
2: Thank you very much. Aloha.
1: Could you tell us a little bit more about the Bennett Group and how we got started?
2: Sure. We're a full-service public relations agency, so we help our clients tell their stories and communicate with their audiences. I guess what makes this a little bit different than the other public relations agencies in town is we're a virtual agency. And how I got the idea for the company was um, you know, I started out in the journalism industry, like a lot of people in public relations did. But this is way back in the days before civic journalism, and people, your editors, weren't interested in what you thought. And I can remember getting my copy back loaded with red marks saying, we don't really care to hear about your opinion, we just want you to talk about the problem. So I quickly jumped over to the public relations side of the business, which is really much more interested, I think, in finding solutions to to problems, and that's what really excites me about it. So that's how I got into the public relations business to begin with 26 years ago and started my own firm to continue to do what I love doing,
1: and what's the reason for being virtual? Because basically, you were your own company. I mean, you were your company at that time.
2: Yep. How I got the idea is back when I worked in California, I worked for a organization that was responsible for cleaning up air pollution in Southern California, and they figured they needed to practice what they preached. So all of the executives had to work a four ten work week. So we worked four days a week, ten hours a day. Plus, you had to telecommute one day a week. And what I learned living in Los Angeles at the time is not only was that great for the environment because it kept cars off the road and kept the air cleaner, but it was a much more efficient way to work. You, you know, got up, pulled on your shorts, got your coffee, and sat right down at the computer and started working. So when I came to Hawaii and I wanted to set up my own business, there were several things I wanted to do differently when I set up my own firm. And one of them was to implement... You know, use technology as well as we could to work smarter, better, faster for our clients, which is what we're all about. And I think that the virtual office setting works really well for us. Most of our clients, frankly, don't even realize we're not in a bricks-and-mortar office in downtown Honolulu. But we're just like a regular company in every other way. We have full-time employees. We pay very competitive salaries. We have a 401k plan. All the other trappings of a bricks-and-mortar office, except we all just – go to where our clients are we bring the office with us as opposed to going into the office so it works real well i think it is great because we can just entirely focus on our clients which is what we're about it provides a tremendous quality of life for our employees which is very important to them and i always like to say we don't have office politics in our firm because we don't have an office so it seems to work really well for us
1: and how did people react to this virtual type of office you know because, like you said there's not not really a lot of relationship building one on one, so how did you how were you able to form your team so that it was still a close knit team with the same strategy and be able to be effective with your
2: clients It's a great question. One, the technology keeps improving all the time, and so it just makes it easier and easier for us to do what we do. you know for example, we have a virtual filing cabinet, and the technology has just all really exploded in the last couple of years and has made it much easier. On the people side of the equation, one, I'd say I'll look for the right people. I mean, not everybody is interested in working in this kind of office environment. It really appeals, though, to people who are entrepreneurs. It appealed to me. That's the way I want to work. And I have to say everybody on our team has that entrepreneurial spirit. They're very independent. They like working, you know, autonomously. And yet when we do come together, it's exciting. There's a lot of energy. So when we meet once a week, we talk throughout the day. So you get all of the upsides of that body heat that you get in a traditional office, but in my mind, without the downsides, the environmental problems that you create and the time you waste commuting back and forth over the Pali, for example, into downtown Honolulu.
0: Your company is only less than 10 years old.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: How did you folks grow to become the seventh largest firm in Hawaii? What do you think is the, the most important for that?
2: Well, thanks for that. Well, I'd like to think that how we practice public relations really resonates with the marketplace we take a very strategic approach to public relations we don't just get our clients ink to get them ink we are really more interested in changing attitudes and in behavior that is our special practice area it's why clients call us and I think that there's we have found delightfully so that there's a real need for those kind of services here in Hawaii so um, it just seemed to click what we were offering there seemed to be a huge demand in the marketplace for the kinds of Strategic Public Relations Council that we provide.
1: When you say seventh largest, you're not necessarily meaning seventh largest in size, it's seventh largest in revenue. That's that, correct. Right? Okay, great. That's what, makes, yeah. that's
0: what matters.
1: <laughs> well, when you think seventh yeah. largest, you think like size, but I mean, you know, six professionals working with Joan is not that big. So, you know, maybe just to clarify that.
2: Yeah, thanks for that. We like to say we're small but mighty, and it is um, surprising for people because we have a real blue chip client list. Outrigger, Enterprises, Hotels and Resorts, um, Hawaii Community Foundation, Maui Land and Pine. We work with some of the top businesses in the state and we are feel very fortunate to do so. When you look at the size of our company, it's surprising to see that we do have the revenue size that we do. It's actually a great business model, I think, for a lot of young people getting into the profession and thinking about starting their own business. And we have been approached by a lawyer uh, who said, how did you do it? We want to set up a virtual law firm. And I think more and more you're going to start to see this. You think about our profession, what do we do? We write, we talk to our our clients, we meet with reporters. You don't need a traditional office to do that. Now, of course, my partner in life is a real estate person and a landlord, so he hates to hear about anybody who doesn't need an office, but I actually do think it's the trend, and I think more and more businesses can look at that as a model to work really efficiently and use those monies that you save and not having to pay rent or parking and push that into staff salaries, bonuses, etc.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio.
0: After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Haneman.
1: The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed.
0: The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life.
1: Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com.
0: How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com.
1: Who donates 6% of sales to make more money?
0: Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com.
1: Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief?
0: Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. greatergoodradio.com.
1: You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Joan Bennett, President and CEO of Bennett Group Strategic Communications. With just six public relation professionals that work with Joan, they've grown the Bennett Group to be one of the top 10 companies in Hawaii by revenue. You know, we're talking a lot about your virtual offices. What's important to building the relationships for your professionals that are working with you?
2: It's a great question. You know, I feel so lucky to have the team of people that I work with. I really do think, you know, I get to see inside of other agencies and I see the work that others are doing. And I, I... I'm just so impressed at the caliber and quality of work of the people on our team. They're way smarter than I am, and they just knock me out with their creativity and their energy. So I actually learn from them much more every day than than I think that I ever share with them about about this industry. But we have been able to gel as a team, and I think it's that we found that perfect magical blend, I think, of using technology, but still getting together as people to exchange ideas, and uh, it seems to work really well.
0: Our audience is comprised of primarily business owners and people who are running companies. What kind of uh, advice can you give to them, maybe some quick and easy tips, since a lot of them are probably doing their own PR?
2: For public relations? Oh, they'll Mm -hmm. have to hire us. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the number one thing that businesses fail to understand is that they are fascinating They have wonderful stories to tell and that is the thing that we we constantly find with businesses here in Hawaii is they really, they get so busy creating their product or delivering their service, it really never, really dawns on them to communicate, one, and two they don't think that what they have to say is very interesting and time and time again we'll sit down with businesses and say, tell us about what you do and we'll we'll start to get on fire about it and say, you're kidding, you do that? And they're like, really, do you think anybody will find that interesting? So I think One piece of advice for anybody starting a business is to look deeply within your own organization and ask yourself, what are our stories? What are our employees doing that are interesting? What are we doing as a company that is interesting? And I think, Evan and Carrie, the thing that you've shared with us all in Hawaii is the other important question to ask is, what are we doing to give back to the community and how can we incorporate that into our storyline and the story that we tell about our company as well? And more and more, I think... That's what we want to hear from businesses is not only how good of a job you do, but what do you do to help grow this community and make it a better place to live.
0: In the past two weeks or so, we've heard this saying come out over and over again. They said that the big don't eat the small, the fast eat the slow. It seems like that kind of has pertinence to what you folks are doing. Did you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Well, it's a good observation, certainly in our industry. I mean, the public relations business has changed so much in just the last couple of years. When I got in the business, it was the big three, print, radio, and television, and you only really had to worry about that to get your client's message told. That's all changed now with the explosion of all the different communication vehicles, iPodcasts, internet, webcasts, etc. So we have had to reinvent ourselves every single day. We have to stay ahead of these trends. We need to understand the new media that's starting to emerge and to understand where those opportunities might be for our clients. So I think the most important thing I've done is to hire uh, really smart people They're, as I say they're all much smarter than I am and they're all younger than I am too which is important because they really do understand particularly the trends and the changes in our business so you do need to remain flexible you need to keep changing And the minute you say, you know, we've always done it this way, you're in trouble. So you do need to keep advancing. And I must tell you, the older you get, the harder that that is to do. So really important to surround yourself with young people that keep challenging you and keep pressing you to change with the times.
1: When you were running your own business and you were just on your own, at what point did you realize that you wanted to start hiring employees and, you know, being able to find a good team that would represent? the same things you believe in as well?
2: That's a great question. You know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are somewhat independent. I am. Uh, I work very well by myself. But I learned really quickly when I did start out as a sole proprietor that to get the big, complex, more intellectually challenging work that we love to do and the public policy work that we think that we're very good at, I needed a team. I couldn't do it by myself. So, really early on, uh, after I started the business, I hired my first employee. And frankly, that was probably a bigger step than hanging out the shingle and doing, because I was quite comfortable taking care of myself, but being responsible for an employee and her salary and her benefits was a bigger step. But um, I, I had to do it to continue to, kind of, to get the kind of work that was satisfying and that I, th- I think we were good at. But it is a big step for any entrepreneur to do.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. Mm-hmm. We're back with Joan Bennett, President and CEO of Bennett Group Strategic Communications.
0: I read in your bio that you served in the Peace Corps in Ghana. How has that influenced your business decisions, your life in general, your philosophies?
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think that was a life-changing experience for me in many ways. Um, I was there on a special two-month emergency project where we took over food and supplies. We cut down jungle and planted crops. It changed me in many ways. Um, it changed me physically. I got malaria and typhoid, so I was really skinny when I came back. That, was, that didn't last long, but that was great. Um, I think seeing so much poverty at such a young age absolutely shaped my views. It's why I decided not to have children myself in my life because of that experience at a young age. Now, I know the Peace Corps has changed a lot since I was in it, but at that time, all over Africa, you saw half-built schools, half-built roads, and it's because you know they you know jumped in there and said, "We're going to help you," but they didn't listen to the local people and what they wanted now again, the Peace Corps has advanced tremendously since then, but the most my my point is that the most important thing I learned early on about giving is that whatever I thought I was giving giving to the that community, I got so much more back, so you know I went over thinking I was going to save the world, and of course it saved me. And it made a profound impact on me at a young age and knew that that was something that I wanted to continue to be a big part of my life, was giving back to others in some way, only for the very selfish reasons of how much I personally get out of it.
0: Why did you join the Peace Corps instead of just starting your your career?
2: I think I've always had a a global uh, perspective on the world. I'm fascinated by travel. I've been very lucky. I've gotten to travel a lot in my life. And I've always been interested in doing what I do, but doing it internationally. So there was that opportunity at a young age. I worked in Sydney, Australia for a year with Hill and Knowlton. Um, So I've always looked for those opportunities, I suppose. And I think at some point in my career, I'd like to go back and work in the Peace Corps again. It was a tremendous opportunity and a real life-changing one.
0: In Africa or just Peace Corps?
2: Oh, anywhere will do. I mean, Africa is a tremendous place. I do love it and have gone back since. But I do think that what they're trying to accomplish is a very exciting idea. It's allowing somebody like myself to maybe bring whatever skills I might have to a community that's trying to, for example, set up a radio program or help a company tell its story. And I do think that if you can, everybody should try to find an opportunity in their own career to live or work abroad for a year. I do think the world is made up of two kinds of people, those that have lived in another country and traveled and those that don't. And it really has opened my eyes, not only that experience, but my experience working in Australia for a year as well. So if you can, work that into your lifelong calendar somehow. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Southern California and was raised there in a small community called Temple City. Went to USC, um, thought I was going to go into journalism, and then I think I told you really early on, made the jump over to public relations. What brought you to Hawaii? I was recruited here by a international public relations firm. They're not even in this market anymore called Hill & Knowlton. They're one of the biggest firms in the in the world. And at the time, the um, headquarters in Hawaii was the headquarters for Asia Pacific. And as I mentioned earlier, the you know, world perspective has always been of interest to me. So I jumped at the opportunity to get to work and travel in Asia. So while working for Hill & Knowlton here in Honolulu, I got to go to Singapore and Kuala Lumpur and Hong Kong and, as I mentioned, then parlayed that into working in Sydney for a year. And here I am.
1: Hawaii has been blessed because you came over to Hawaii um, being recruited and then, you know, you said your experience in Africa, it was kind of a pinnacle moment where you said you you wanted to give back to the community and Hawaii has gained so much by this, I guess, changing attitude or perspective in life. Could you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Thank you. You know, (laughs) I'll never forget this. The first week I arrived in Hawaii I was recruited here by Barbara Tanabe who's a great public relations professional I learned an awful lot working for Barbara she was my boss at the time. My first week in Hawaii I was taken out to lunch by a woman named Gail and Chu. And I don't even know, I've never even told her the story. I don't even know if she remembers, but she took me out for lunch and she said, "Now, well, welcome to Hawaii. Now, how do you plan to give back to the community?" And I said, "Well, I'm still trying to find out where the dry cleaner is." I mean, <laughs> I just got here. But it became clear to me that this is a community that deeply values giving back and participating and helping to build. It was very clear to me, right from the beginning, it's not just all about making money. You have to really help make this place better. And I have come to cherish that about Hawaii and am now proud to be a part of that network and that ohana that exists here.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio.
0: Hawaiian time. sunshine in your mouth.
1: for bubble tea supplies in your home at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948 2622 or online at bubble tea.com. the sunshine
0: in your mouth. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for three billion dollars? Find out at greatergoodradio.com.
1: Who donates 6% of sales to make more money?
0: Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com.
1: Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief?
0: Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. greatergoodradio.com.
1: You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Joan Bennett, President and CEO of Bennett Group Strategic Communications. Joan serves on the board of the Boys and Girls Club of Hawaii and on the board of Hawaii's three R's, repair, restore, and rebuild Hawaii schools. Before break, Joan, we were talking a little bit about how you were impacted by your guess, first meeting with this person in Hawaii and how you were going to give back to the community. What was the first thing that you decided to do? Because a lot of people want to give back, but they don't know what step to take to get involved. What did you do and how did you go about it?
2: I guess um, being in the public relations agency, it makes it easy in some ways because everybody needs free PR. So right away, we we were approached by all kinds of nonprofit organizations who wanted help and We've tried to be very generous. One of the things we have done with our firm is we've tried to more formalize our community giving, and the thing we started last year was we pick one nonprofit organization that we think is really contributing to Hawaii, and we give them free public relations for a year. Last year we worked with the Domestic Violence Clearinghouse, which was a great experience. We learned a lot, and this year, you know who our uh, recipient is. So – um and then everybody gives back individually to – I'm on the board of the Boys and Girls Club and give back in other ways. And I must tell you, one of the ways that I think Greater Good Radio is changing the business dynamics here in Hawaii is people are starting to talk about this more and more. It's caused us to think about how good of a job we do. You know, public relations firms tend to do their – the worst PR for themselves – and although we've always given back to the community, we've never really talked about it. So one of the things we're doing as a firm for the first time is we're putting our community giving on our website. We're working on it right now. Because I think people, our clients will want to know not only you know, how do we do what we do, but how do we give back. So I think that's something that you two should take credit for.
0: I think that a good thing with that also is that when you show the ways that you're giving back, and as long as you, it's not so much like, look and look at me, look at me, look at me type of thing, but it's more like, Look, this is how we can integrate it properly. Other people can take your example and then apply it to their own businesses, which is what we're seeing happen with a lot of people that have come on this show. Great point. So I think that's a good thing to do.
1: Do you notice that, uh, I guess, getting involved or, you know, integrating it into your business plan? Was it hard for you? And would you encourage other people to do this, to s- take a step or stop where they are and, you know, maybe refocus? their business plan so that they can impact the community together by integrating, um, I guess, strategic plans?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Here, Here's a story. You know, I suppose one of the things as a Holly girl from the mainland that I've learned about Hawaii is truly, deeply how this place works. And I'm reminded of it all the time that, again, there is this network of people that give and 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 receive, and you want to be a part of that. And just recently, there's a prominent local family who will go unnamed, who started a new endeavor, and they were asking for a lot of free PR advice. And I finally mentioned to Dick, I said, what's up with this? I mean, they could afford to pay our fees. And he said, oh, but you got to remember, they feel comfortable asking because they consider you family. But you got to remember, if you ever need anything from them, you just ask one phone call and they will lay the world at your feet. And that is what I finally got about Hawaii. That is how this place works it's truly still you give and you get back so much. And I think it is key to incorporate into how you do your business. It's understanding the culture and what makes this place tick. So anybody starting out in business, think about that, understand the marketplace in which you're operating, and incorporate those values right from the get-go. I think you'll get there on, your, on the business objective side faster and from a personal satisfaction side as well.
0: Where do you see Bennett Group Communications and then as well as yourself in the whole scope of being able to give back in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, Well, it's going to continue to be an important part of our company. Uh, I think that this model that we've hit on has worked well, picking one nonprofit organization and working with them for a year. I think that has been very satisfying for the staff. Um, We learn a lot. We have a lot of fun. As opposed to working with a lot of, you know, individual nonprofits. So, I, I honestly don't know where it's going to lead ultimately. Although I can tell you that it's an important value of our company, um, and every day it gets reinforced for me that it's as important that we do on the giving side as what we do on the for-profit side, if you will.
0: Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host Evan Leong and Carrie Leong saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii.